Hey everyone, this is Justin from the Aka Education Podcast here to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is what I use to create these podcasts, and let me tell you, it's free. Uh, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And the beauty of it is it will distribute the podcast for you. So I can record on Anchor, and it's going to send it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all these other places as well. And I love that I can make money from this podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Aka Education, Justin offers some end-of-year activity ideas that incorporate acapella into your classroom. Let's get ready. It's time for some Aka Education. It's the Aka Education Hey everybody, it's Justin Glodish here with episode 43 of the Aka Education Podcast. And this week, it's just me. It's a pretty short week uh, this week in terms of episode length, uh, simply because it's the end of the school year. And if you are like me, uh, and you are an educator or a student, uh, you're exhausted, you know, and it's, uh, it's okay to be exhausted. It has been a wild year having conversations with my own students and colleagues. It's like we've experienced four school years in one this year. So what do you do at the end of the school year, especially in a year like this? So I have a couple of ideas that I wanted to put out there and some of you may already do these and some of you may not, but, uh, you know, uh, educators helping educators, right? So I had a couple of end of year activities that I thought I would throw out there to a few people that have worked well with my students and uh, maybe they'll work well with yours. And if you don't use them this year, maybe you'll use them uh, another time. So uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the popularity of the masked singer. Um, I think it's safe to say that Fox uh, pretty much hit the nail on the head pretty well when this show came out uh, a few years ago. Um, my only complaint is that uh, doing two seasons in one year can be a little much. It's turning into the voice where it might you know, start losing its flavor at some point. But um, the idea of the masked singer getting people to you know, sing and uh, build confidence in themselves that they may not have ever had or if that, that they've lost at some point you know, is, is, is pretty cool. And uh, for me personally, uh, with my middle school students, um, a lot of these students hadn't sung in a full group setting since their winter concert of the previous year. So we're talking over a year by the time they had finally come back into the school full time, five days a week, as opposed to just uh, being hybrid or, you know, half and half or fully online. So a lot of their confidence uh, kind of disappeared. And, you know, a lot of the students that I've had, a lot of their confidence came from being able to sing with their peers and sing with their friends, um, you know, and they they were more comfortable singing in a group setting as opposed to by themselves. And it was evident um, working with my students uh, throughout the year when they would submit audio or video or whatnot. 
and there was timidness in their voice. And we had those conversations with, with them. And um, what I did last year and I did this year as well is I organized this masked singer competition uh, using the uh, web site Flipgrid. Uh, if no, none of you have ever used Flipgrid, Flipgrid is a great way to collaborate with your students. Um, it's set up through Microsoft, but you can log in with your Google email and whatnot. Um, and it offers uh, all these great options for you to post a question and give students the opportunity to create a video response. And you get to set the time limit for them and you get to they have a lot of great features that they get to use. But one of the cool features about Flipgrid is they have um, emojis that kids can add into their videos and kind of decorate their videos after they're done. So one of the cool things about these emojis is you can change the size of them to fit your entire screen. So our Masked Singer competition has been having students, you know, choose a snippet of a song that they really enjoy. Uh, it could be, you know, 30 seconds. It could be a minute. It could be the entire thing. But they will perform it and then use one of the emojis and cover their face, cover wherever they're singing. And then they will submit that to me for moderation. I make sure I'm the only person that sees it. And then I will upload their videos um, and attach them to a Google form and have the rest of the school or rest of the uh, sixth grade course, the chorus kids vote on it and maybe try and guess who some of the students are, you know, vote for their favorite and see who some of their friends are that might've participated. Um, this is an optional thing uh, for the students, and um, you know I kind of incentivize it a little bit. Um, have them, you know, win a prize of some sort, whether it's you know a gift certificate that's been donated by a local um, ice cream place or whatever. Um, but the the amount of students who have participated in the past couple of years has been pretty impressive, and some of the students that I was not really sure would participate uh, just because of their timidness. Uh, once they knew that they could have, you know, uh, an emoji over their face and they can like kind of hide where they are and, and just sing their heart out. That's awesome. You know, uh, they feel a little bit more confident that way. And hopefully next year, you know, when things hopefully get back to normal, then and they're back in their classroom, uh, ready to sing in full group, that confidence will have continued and will, it, be able to rebuild and uh, build off of that. So uh, the mask singer competition using Flipgrid. Again, uh, you can you know go to Flipgrid, have the students record, you create it, you upload to Google Docs or Google Forms and have the rest of the class vote on it. It's a lot of fun. And I, I guarantee you, you'll have a blast uh, just listening uh, to the confidence in your, in your students doing the masked singer. Uh, one of the next end of year activities that I typically like to do is a lip sync battle. Now, this doesn't require any singing at all. This is fun for me because the students get to be silly and goofy. Now, I mean, credit Jimmy Fallon and Stephen Merchant for when Jimmy was, you know, before he when he had his own late show, he was doing lip sync battles. And then once he got onto The Tonight Show, he continued that. And then, you know, came the show that he now executive produces, the, the lip sync battle with uh, Chrissy Teigen and uh, LL Cool J as, as hosts and MCs. And the lip sync battle is literally that. Students get to pick a song that they truly enjoy and perform it 
uh, but without singing. And I give them the opportunity to bring in costumes. I give them the opportunity to, you know, really sell it. I had kids this year, you know, wanting to sing All Star um, by Smash Mouth, uh, dressed as Shrek and Donkey. And these are two of my male students who love to be silly and they get the opportunity to be silly just as Shrek and donkey. And, uh, it's, it's been a wild, uh, to watch their process as they rehearse and practice <laughs> together and they get to perform in front of their classmates. And again, this is an opportunity for them to choose, you know, a minute's worth of the music or whatever, and just perform and have fun. Cause remember these are kids you know, we want them to enjoy and have a fun experience. Even if it's not singing, you're giving them that performance aspect of performing in front of their peers, performing in front of others, and kind of breaking that timidness that they might get um, performing otherwise. So a lip sync battle with your students is something that I think would be fantastic that you can attempt. And you just pull up music from, you know, they, their own Apple music or Spotify or YouTube or whatnot. And you really um, allow them to give a great performance. Now, some of you may not be cool with those kinds of things and you might want to do something a little bit more, um, I don't know, I guess educational, but I find educational value in those two things anyways. Um, but you know, using websites like Soundtrap um, or Sight Reading Factory and continuing, you know, to build skills towards the end of the year, you can do to you can do that. Um, using Soundtrap, you can actually, you know, group your students depending on their age level, you can group their, your students and actually have them create an arrangement through Soundtrap, record an arrangement of a song. Um, it could be a modified version of a nursery rhyme or whatnot, and then just have, you know, one person sing the melody or they split and share the melody and, uh, the, they have to create the harmonies that go with it. It could be something as simple as just, you know, whole notes, half notes, whatever they want. And it gives them the opportunity to one record two collaborate and three really use their theoretical, their music theory knowledge to put forth uh, something new, a new a creation of something that's already been made. Um, some students may want to do an original work, you know, especially with your high school. If you're teaching high school music theory, some of your high school music theory students may already be trying to work out arrangements or songs of some nature. Um, and this is the opportunity for them to do it and also receive a grade for it or receive credit for it. And it really puts them in the driver's seat in terms of uh, where they want to go with it. And you just kind of facilitate the process, offer any feedback if needed, but really give them the keys and just let them roll with it. You know, you can also use sight reading factory and do some choir Olympic type stuff. I know that a lot of people, a lot of people use uh, the choir Olympics uh, with their groups and uh, it was always a, a variety of events and every you know teacher that i've talked to that's done it has used this event that event very very different things um but the main focus is that each event has you know is related to music theory or you know music history in terms of where your repertoire has come from and and things like that but using sight reading factory using the you know using rhythm examples or using actual like leveled sight reading examples you can have students 
you know, compete against one another and see who can perform, you know, sight reading examples the fastest or which uh, team can perform the most correct examples. And it's just rapid fire and you keep on going and that, that can take up a good 10, 15 minutes of class and uh, just have them, you know, building their knowledge and you can have them, you know, collaborate and do teamwork where, you know, maybe, you know, this row or these two students take the first four measures and then these four students take the next four measures and, you know, and just really kind of let them challenge each other, even let them make up the rules as they go, um, just so that they can take ownership of, of their learning process. You know, here in New York, this past, these past four days have been in the nineties, uh, and that's, you know, without the humidity, uh, it's been really rough for them to sit in a classroom where, you know, the masks are still required in some instances and the, uh, the rooms are not air conditioned. So, you know, having them kind of take part in something fun as opposed to like working them too hard is important. You can even take them outside with these things as well. You know, you set up a spot in the shade and have them, you know, set up like a little circle on the round, um, or, you know, and have them perform that way. Uh, whatever you can do to keep your kids engaged until the end of the school year. Now, so I know that some of you pretty much have finished school after uh, once Memorial Day hit, and some of us in other states are actually getting ready to finish over the next few weeks. Um, here in New York, we finish up the last full week of June, and um, it couldn't come any sooner. So these are just some ideas that I've had in terms of what to do with my students and they've worked in years past and something that you can do. So uh, you have mask, the mask singer, you have the lip sync battle, you have arrangements on sound trap, you have, you know, sight reading wars, we'll call it. And, you know, maybe even get some of your students involved in barbershop. You know, we've had some great discussions with, you know, Cole Kitts Miller and Drew Wheaton in, in terms and uh, even Kari Francis all the way back in our, you know, second episode about barbershop music. But there's some great uh, apps out there, one called Tag Master, another one called Good Tags, which is literally an opportunity for the students to listen, learn and perform different barbershop tags, very short, simple barbershop tags, focusing on harmony, sound, balance, and blend. You know, these are things that are fun and educational. And I don't even think the kids realize that they're having a blast, you know, that they're, they're learning while they're doing it. So uh, with that being said, uh, like I said, this is a pretty short episode. Uh, if anyone wants any lesson plans on anything regarding anything that I've mentioned today, go ahead and email me at akaedpodcast at gmail.com and I'll be sure to send some things your way. Uh, and if you have anything else that you would love to offer, please send them my way and I'll be sure to share them on the podcast as well. Um, that's it for this week. We're almost there. And if you are there, congratulations. Enjoy your summer. Thank you so much for joining me each and every week on the Aka Education Podcast. I'm Justin Glodish. I'll see you next time.